KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In Depth. I'm Tom Rickert. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow called into KYW News Radio on Thursday afternoon, April 2nd, to make a big announcement about mass transit in the Philly area. She talked with Ian Bush on the radio, and here's their conversation. The Trump administration is giving hundreds of millions of dollars to SEPTA as part of emergency grants to public transportation across the country, totaling $25 billion. SEPTA has seen an unprecedented drop in the number of riders because of coronavirus shutdowns. It faces a $150 million revenue shortfall. So this money will help, but for how long? We're joined now live by a member of President Trump's cabinet, Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow. Secretary Chow, thanks for being with us. Uh, What will this grant to SEPTA and other transit agencies do? We hope that it will do a lot. Basically, I am so pleased to uh, announce that the Philadelphia area transportation system, including SEPTA, will receive about $700 million to help respond to and recover from the COVID-19 virus. As you've mentioned, ridership has plummeted throughout all of the transit systems throughout the whole country. And yet we need these transit systems, number one, to be up, you know, number one, to be operational because we have essential workers that are relying upon public transit to get from place to place. And we're talking about first responders, healthcare workers, hospital workers, you know, people who help to stock our, our store shelves and people who need access to uh, health care. And then, of course, with ridership plummeting like that, uh, the revenue base for these transit systems have dropped a great deal as well. So we're also trying to prevent workers from being laid off. And this, the Philadelphia area is going to receive $700 million. And this came because in the last Friday, the president signed the historic bipartisan $2.2 trillion um, CARES Act. It's the largest economic assistance relief program in our nation's history. As for those and, workers, uh, Secretary, uh, SEPTA uh, says even with the money, it's not going to be able to afford to give the workers hazard pay. The union, uh, the Transport Workers Union, says uh, these workers are being exposed to coronavirus because of their jobs. They haven't been given uh, protective equipment, and they want that hazard pay. Should the federal government do more to get masks and gloves to transit workers, and, and should they be entitled to get that hazard pay? Well, the governor should be also involved in this the governor, and also the mayor. You know, all of us have to work together. And when you get the federal government involved with some of these issues, it becomes extremely bureaucratic. And so the best solution is local action, state-administered, federally um, uh, partnered. So we want to be partners. And, you know, sometimes the best solutions, like for PPEs, personal protection equipment, that really should be done in a person at a at a uh, local level to get a faster response. And we're very concerned about uh, the lack of PPEs, personal protection equipment. And uh, that's why it's really important to get this money out as quickly as possible. As possible. And the president signed this last Friday, March 27th. And here we are basically five days later, and we've been able to get the mo- uh, money out. And this corresponds to other transportation modes as well. 
There's $50 billion for air, uh, airliners, airline companies. That's administered by the U.S. Trans, uh, US Treasury sec- uh, Secretary. Then we also have about $10 billion for airports. And I know that in the Philadelphia area, there's um, the Philadelphia airport, which is a hub in certain instances as well. And then there's a billion dollars for rail, uh, for Amtrak. So this $2.2 trillion package is a economic relief package. And then on top of that, we as a country have got to, you know, have, have got to bend uh, the curve. And that's why many uh, municipalities, states, and uh, cities are also advocating uh, shelter in place. We've got to bend the curve. I want to talk to you. The economic impact on this is just devastating. Secretary, I want to talk to you about air travel. Uh, fewer than 150,000 sure. people were screened at airports in the country uh, at the end of March compared with uh, 2.3 million at the start. Uh, considering uh, bending that curve, as you say, uh, the health concerns and uh, the coronavirus task force projections, do you think all domestic flights should be grounded temporarily? I do not. Uh, I think that's one thing that is uh, that has been um, discussed. Uh, but uh, as a secretary of transportation, I do not. Uh, let me just give you some statistics. I know that uh, we, you know, social distancing is very important, and we must abide by that. Uh, but right now, the airline companies uh, are experiencing a 94% drop in passengers. So some of the airplanes are huge 737s. They're carrying six people. They're carrying nine people. These are commercial decisions that should be made by the airline companies. The air national airspace, our air traffic control system, has seen a drop of about 86% in terms of the number of airplanes in the air. So the airline companies are hurting badly. But there are still people who need to get from, for example, New York to California. They can't spend three days driving from New York to California or from Philadelphia to Oregon. Now, they need to have this essential service available. So we need to have airplanes running. Uh, right now, the passenger load is very low. Social distancing can occur on the airplanes as well. Uh, but obviously, the- you know, we're constantly monitoring this and if things change. But I think these are commercial decisions that should be made by the airline companies. How about one of those commercial decisions? Could it be to space out seats or remove seating once we get things back to normal to uh, or more normal to ensure social distancing? Should that happen? Again, you know, these are and I'm not the expert on all that. I think airline companies, they're concerned. Airline workers Flight attendants, pilots, they're concerned about keeping the passengers safe, keeping themselves safe. So I think these kinds of solutions shouldn't be federally mandated. Um, you know, right now, the passenger load is very low. It's about 4% to 9% for airline companies. And so the airline companies will make these decisions to keep their passengers safe. It's in their own best interest and also to keep their workers their crew safe as well and these flights some of them have to continue to uh, in order to qualify for these federal dollars i, I do want to ask you something that i i know falls under your purview uh, at least a couple air- airlines are refusing to give refunds despite 
canceling flights. Uh, they're awarding future travel credit instead. I've had this happen. I've had uh, personal experience with this. Uh, I know others have had that happen with United uh, and JetBlue. That goes against your department's regulations. Will you order airlines Absolutely. to abide by these? Absolutely. We will. That is against departmental policy. And we will be issuing guidance on this very quickly. So people so should I'm be eligible for, for full refunds. Uh, whatever the law requires, whatever, um, you know, our protection, yes, basically is a short answer. I mean, during extraordinary times like this, you know, when people have to make involuntary travel plan changes, I think we all need to be more flexible. But on top of that, the department has a responsibility to uh, look at the consumer protection rights of passengers, and we will do that. And Secretary, if you'll just permit me to stray from transportation issues for one moment, you were Secretary of Labor in the early 2000s. These unemployment numbers, 6.6 million last week alone, uh, really uh, stomach-turning numbers. Uh, We know checks are coming to most Americans with that disaster aid uh, act you you spoke about. Uh, What else is the federal government doing to lessen the blow to somebody who loses their job, and so many of us uh, have because of coronavirus? Well, I'm not an expert on this anymore, but, I mean, clearly extension of the unemployment insurance benefits is going to help. Increasing the amount of the uh, unemployment insurance benefits is going to help. 6.6 million Americans who are filed for unemployment insurance is just unprecedented. I mean, when I was Secretary of Labor, if we had initial claims filed, that's the unemployment insurance file, on a weekly basis of 400,000 that was considered high. So this is unfathomable. Uh, for individuals who uh, have their own businesses, they can apply for unemployment assistance, uh, in which you know they have loss of income. So if you're an independent proprietorship uh, and you have your own business, you can access loans through uh, the Small Business Administration. You can also access unemployment benefits, although they're just they're called unemployment assistance programs, through the Department of Labor as well. And so I would suggest going on www.dol.gov, which is the website for the Department of Labor, and just to see uh, what uh, other assistance programs are available. And then go on SBA, that's uh, .gov, that's Small Business Administration, for all different kinds of loans that are available to small business, uh, you know, um, employers. But the extension of the unemployment insurance, the... um, the uh, increasing amount of unemployment insurance we hope will be of help. The president is very, very focused on the whole uh, you know, uh, COVID-19 coronavirus uh, issue. The whole of government is all focused. As we mentioned, we have um, $25 billion going out to transit, $50 billion going out to uh, the airline industry, administered to the Secretary of Treasury, uh, $10 billion for airports, $1 billion for uh, Amtrak. That is just within the Department of Transportation. And we're getting this money out basically in less than 10 days because the president has emphasized that we need to get this money out to help people in need as quickly as possible. Secretary, so we're all totally focused on this. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Just wanted to ask uh, before you get back to work uh, how you and uh, the Senate uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, your husband, are are, are doing. You're you're healthy, I, I hope. Yes, 
uh, where um, we're actually we we uh, we can't go home. We actually live in Kentucky, and uh, the Washington D.C. mayor has uh, mandated shelter in place. So you know, we're doing work like so many millions of other Americans uh, teleworking, and uh, we're sheltering in place. So I want to remind your listeners to practice social distancing. Go out only when you have to, uh, and um, stay home as much as possible. We've got to bend the curve on the coronavirus because the economic impact, in addition, obviously, to the health implications for our fellow citizens and residents, it's, it's just devastating. We've got to bend the curve. Thank Trans- you so much for having me, and uh, I hope everyone keeps safe. Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, member of President Trump's cabinet, with us. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. If you want to listen to more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you just want to know how the news that you see on TV or hear on the radio will affect you personally, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Just search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Tom Rickard, and we'll have another episode out soon. 